this episode of the Florida Culture Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Matt Dunlap, a member of the Resurgent Supporters Group. If you or someone you love is considering suicide or in need of mental health services, please call 1-800-273-8255 or consider mobile options such as BetterHelp.com, OpenPathClub.org, or TotSpace.com. We hope that we hope any help that can be provided to save a life can do so. Reach out to your people. Let them know that you care. Thank you. This is an Alliance podcast. Welcome to the Fort Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us. Us talk about the section of black culture and soccer. Yes, this is my voice. I'm still recovering, but I'm still here, still standing, still strong. Got your boy here, Greg. Wiggle. Got TK here. We got the Delta Summer finale, so we had to bring our girls Shea Butter Sea Sky Sales. This was called with you. Uh, yeah, here. I'm not doing as well as a biracial girl named Sydney today, but all right. I'm doing all right, though. Shut up. Shut up. I ain't say all that. I was just saying they're having a good weekend. Hey! All fleets are out here. We out here in the world. Yo, yo, yo. Um, Shout out to everybody who, who made sure to put out a, a, a last fleet, fleet before Twitter cancel that shit to. but they did some, some of y'all some of y'all that are out there you know who you are I appreciate it I uh I miss Fleet Nick apparently no I uh, saw things that I can't <laughs> see yeah yeah okay Fleet, fleet Nick was real okay yeah and um yeah you know who you are good job <laughs> what's going see on see y'all like put that up don't ever do that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. Because yeah, some of y'all, yeah, you, like, y'all thought that come midnight it's supposed to go away. Woke up next morning, it's like yeah, it's still there. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, hey, if, if, if you got it, flaunt it. Just remember that everything cup goes away on time. <laughs> nope. The internet is forever. Don't let him lie to you. Oh man, what's going on with you today? Very, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, great stuff to happen on the weekend. Um, some, um, some, uh, some things that weren't so great, and um, some things that were just outright tragic. And um, we'll try to hit up on all of those things um, on this summer finale episode. Of course, Tony's not here. He, it's a perfect school, so Memphis, you know, is running him ragged. Um, he gives his, his love and everything. And, um, and, of course, Mayor's out here, you know, doing ma- mayorly things, so, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. But uh, we're glad you're here on your podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the FBC UTV YouTube channel. Um I'm sipping on some um, some rapturous 
I'm still working on the Stella that our homie uh, Chris Keel from Stella Artois uh, gave us. And um, but yeah, this like this is our local. So um, yeah, shout out to the guys that um, they have three taverns for. It's a it's a, it's a sour. It's um, I, I can work with that. I can work with that. So I'm 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 not one of those IPA guys. Like no, I, that, that just ain't that ain't, that ain't how I roll. That's just not. You don't like that bitter? That burn. <laughs> no. You know, like all the hops. Nah. You be happy, happy. That, 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 actually, another three tappers plug. They actually um have um it's called Rowdy and Proud. They did with um one of the Atlanta supporters groups um resurgence. Like that's probably the one IPA that I like. But yeah. like usually oh, wow. Rowdy and Proud is heavy too. Yeah, like I I usually I I stay far away from IPAs, but. That's one I can actually I can actually roll with. So um, if you're down here in Atlanta or in the surrounding area, get you some rowdy and proud from three taverns and whatnot. But um, this is an IPA that you actually swallow. So there you go. <laughs> but um, ladies, 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 let's, uh, have y'all managed to get any sleep the past couple of days? Because you know, coffee cast been fucking with Yeah, I did sleep. I slept well last night. I was so pissed off though. Um, the other night. Yeah. I mean, between USA Mexico going late, and then of course you had to go right back around. And mm-hmm. of course, over here is four AM. One o'clock is not that bad for y'all. Yeah, I stayed up. Was she went to sleep. Was it one, was it one or midnight? It was, it was one. Um, yeah. She went to sleep. Bad. I stayed up because I watched uh women's basketball. I watched them play France. Yeah, I think I some some of that. Um, yeah, the women they 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 can't be touched. Of course, the men they're they're I'm catching on. They're catching on. They're catching on. They're gaining they're momentum. They're gaining momentum. They're they're they they be able to melt. I think they have uh, Australia next, and um, we'll don't let that. Patty Mills stun on them. Yeah, Patty Mills, man. Brooklyn Nets. Like, Patty it, Mills. It's, it's, it's funny to me, like how how different some players play. Um, with their national team is compared to the NBA teams because, like, um, USA played Spain today and uh, Ricky Rubio had like 38 points. She's like, When was where is that Rubio? Because I remember when he first got drafted, he had that kind of hype, and of course, that just never happened. But like, you see this, and you're like, Where is this dude? He played for his country, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a picture, there's a picture oh, of Dave just. Yeah, he go Harvard because there's a picture of, like Dame. He's like got his hands on his hip. I forgot who he's looking at, but you can tell he's like, "Where you ball? Like, why are you not balling like this in the NBA?" Like, I'd be upset too. Like, you can't just be balling for your country. Can you ball? Uh, can you ball for my team? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, can you ball for Cleveland like this? No. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, I said the, the men are catch, they're catching on. They're catching on. I mean. It's it's honestly it's kind of unfair for the women to be as dominant as they are, but you know that's kind of been this been the mo for them for. Wait, they could no 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 they could get humbled though the women's basketball side because mm. they uh they brought some players who were seasoned, yeah, and they are injured. One's injured playing through injuries, and the other one, you know, aged forties caught up, and so yeah. they were playing games and not running the offense through Asia Wilson. Yeah. So that's when she, they were. She's a beast. She's a beast. You yeah, gotta run the office through her. 
She's if the best player in the summer. If you don't run it through, then teams have a chance to catch up. And that's the problem. But they seem to understand that. So they beat France. Um, I don't know. Australia's probably their realest competition. But they don't have Liz Cambage. So they should win. AKA my, my, my job. Oh. All right. Hey. I, 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 temp, I typically don't, you know, object uh, when we're on the show. But, like, Liz Cambage, hey, I, I, I will be a little school. I will. Wow. <laughs> oh, you climbed that tree? Hey. Uh, he said yes. He would. <laughs> there's no it. shame. I'm I'm confident. I'm comfortable within myself. That's hey, good. You know. I feel that. I got the same vibes That's about good. somebody. I ain't gonna put her name out there. But yeah. <laughs> I climbed that tree. No, let it be known. No, 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 no. I climbed yeah. that tree. Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah, we got um we got the men's and women's teams, of course. Uh, one met a, a very positive um, end this, this weekend, and one not so much. Uh, which one do y'all want to go into? Like, do you, like uh, Sky, you, ha- you have uh, this thing called the Sippy Cup. And, you know, now granted, nobody, nobody ever wins Gold Cup except USA and Mexico, so I kind of get it. Yeah. But um, I'll say this: I'm proud of I, this. Honestly, has been a very good summer for the for the U.S. men. Yes. Very good summer. I agree. And, and um, so Sunday, Gold Cup final, Vegas, USA, Mexico. We actually pulled it off. With the C team, is that the B team or the C team? We're calling it. Honestly, it it may have started as a C team, but I'd say it by the end, kind of B. A B plus, really? Yeah, yeah. Mexico, A B plus, like A minus, A minus Mexico team, maybe not, not, with Busio and Acosta. B plus, like there, like there's definitely guys that have definitely made made a statement that um, they're like, yeah, you need to call us up in Miles. September for, for oh, 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 <laughs> Miles, Miles is Miles, 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 is, Miles, Miles is great. enough to where he should be a star. Yeah, Miles is great. Miles he, to me, was a standout player of the, of the tournament. I mean, I think Acosta's weird because we've always known he's good. I think it's just timing or, or whatever was going on with him. You know, it, it, I think that for Acosta, uh, for those of y'all that have followed his career, he started out in Dallas, homegrown player, and he's he had, like, European buzz going, like, I'll say at least three or four years ago, and then suddenly yeah. just out of, out of, out of the blue – he got traded over to Colorado and you kind of just kind of just Colorado is one of those places that, you know, it's like the NBA equivalent of going to Minnesota. Like you don't want to go there. Like, you, oh, just, like, you just like, man, like, that's why, why, interesting why because I think a women's team in Colorado would be sad, but go, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, but course he's, he's he's maintained that quality you know try to try to get his cause when he could and yeah i, I think that he's de- he definitely used this tournament to to reestablish himself um back into the um the main roster and um you know i think he did i think um shaq moore shot the pot springs uh he he definitely did it because uh he made um the uh, best 11 of the gold cup of course mm. miles Man, not a, not eleven one really accurate anyway. But I'm, you know, he, he, he got really want to take a fork on the road here. No, 
Shaq definitely had a very, very soft, like to the point where I was actually kind of shocked that he didn't start in the final. Because mm. yeah, he's been beyond solid. Um, but uh, but yeah, Miles, Miles, Miles. Yeah, he had himself a tournament and, Let's, and got the he won the Gold Cup, right? So from Kellen Acosta. So I mean, those were the were the two. But I mean, from the limited amount that I watched, and I watched at least some of most of the games that we played in. Um, yeah, he just didn't, stood out. You didn't have to worry about wicked before o'clock, so you know, yeah. kind of worked out in your favor. <laughs> it did, it did, and they were in the afternoon evenings here. So, um, but yeah, he stood out to me. Um, so I think he'll definitely be like starting, or he'll certainly be in that A team or whatever we're calling it. I have two questions. Okay. One, what are we doing with Daryl? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the whole thirteen. That. Yeah, Ducks back in the stands, back out of the world, back back in the air. So mess up y'all for me. Um Daryl DK for for those of y'all who who don't know, uh DK's been playing almost a year straight. Cause like he actually like debuted for Orlando like during the this um MLS back tournament. So like you're basically saying like since last July, he's played with, with um Orlando. He went over to England, played with Barnsley for a couple months, came right back and um, jumped right in with Orlando, then came here with the uh, national team. I think for the most part, I think he might have had maybe a month off, maybe. Yeah. And I think that... I don't think he had a great term, but but I I put that on the fact that he has had much rest and he is running on fumes. I think that the the potential obviously is, is is definitely there. It's just that yeah, when you're dealing with a guy who's basically on fumes, you're not going to get the best performance out of him. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think that for him, um, it probably would be it probably would be best for him if. He actually sat out a call up or two, hmm. like, and just wherever he's at, say, hey, I need to sit down and just rest. Like, hit me up in October, November, and hopefully by then I'm, I'm a bit more fresh and we can, we can see where we're at. But I, I think that um, in that regard, I think that um, Zardis actually helped help himself out a whole lot. I think that he got he, got, he kind of got lost in the shuffle you know, over the past year or two because we weren't able to call up our guys like that, and so we were able to see Sergeant uh, like that in in uh, Peapock, but not Zardis. So this is like his first opportunity, like really kind of like reestablish himself. And I think that for what we have going on up front. Zardes is your safety net because I think that he's reliable enough to where if everybody else is fucking up, you can say, okay, I got Zardes. We're okay. We're not great, but we're okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, like, and, and, and while we try to figure out Sergeant, while we try to figure out uh, Hoppy, Hoppy. Yeah, Hoppy's Hoppy. wild, fam. Because like Hoppy always be shooting. Like he don't really care. You know, like, I, I saw this. I saw this video on Twitter. Um, actually, like right before we started recording tonight, and like just like how basically annoying 
hoppy is on the pitch because like he just does like shit that just just get uh, that'll just get on your nerves and just kind of like and then I realized I watched that I just looked up was like he has those those punchable faces he really does a little bit uh he's a little bit of like a dude bro I wish I had this I wish I had this in special this week but um but yeah like I happened to notice it during the final. I was like, he, like whoever did his haircut needs to needs to be slapped. He like, gives me big like first year fraternity brother vibes. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like big time. It's like pledge. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yes. like yeah. He got he got big time pledge boy vibes. And, yeah, and um, yeah, like of course, depending on what what institution that you went to during school, you probably know what you mean. They look just like him. And I know. Like, he- <laughs> and I just want to just smack him upside the head, and uh, yeah. But you, you also got... kind of need that person, like yes. I don't, yeah. Yes. yes. To that point, I would definitely take. Him. I would definitely take. Him. I think that. I mean, it's lined up. Okay, continue. It is. <laughs> it's, he got edges and stuff. Yes. But yeah, I think you need somebody like I need. He's he's Concacaf. Like you need somebody yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. go to a World Cup. This is gonna be confident now. Like just ugh. Like it's not it's not necessarily pretty, but at the same time mm-hmm. it gets job gets a job done. And you know, if it gets if it gets somebody else out of their game, hey. Mm-hmm. More power to, more power to us. And you have um they kinda skip to another position. You got um this guy right here. Uh, yeah. That turn. This goalkeeper pool is actually looking pretty solid. Pretty good. Yeah. Solid, solid. And I don't know like why Burhalter called up Matt, uh, Brad Guzan, but I want to say that it was because it was to help this guy solidify his position because Guzan <laughs> being the veteran, he has the experience to say, hey, this you need to expect. That's what I want to think because otherwise he could have been here in Atlanta. Losing to Orlando, but we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get that later. Um, but um, but yeah, Matt Turner, completely on his head, completely mm-hmm. on his head. And um, yeah, I, I think that there are some people who want to say that he could start over, over, over Stefan. I don't want to go that far. I don't want to go that far. Like since Tony isn't here, we got we have our, our yeah. we, we have our keeper number two here. TK, like, would you take him over Hobart? Because Hobart I, had a good tournament. Yeah, honestly, you know what I would do is I would rotate all three and see who cracks under pressure first. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's one. My only concern about Stephens is he's just not going to get the playing time. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like. I think he did very well this this past season, you know, in, in cup competition. Right. And I think that he is too good to to be a backup. Mm. Now, he might not be at a club like Man City. It might be like a if it's not a top six, it might be like that that tier right below that. Mm-hmm. But he whatever that club is, he can start. Easy. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, like he, if he's not pressing for it right now, I think that by 
definitely by by next summer, he's like he should be like, yeah, I need to yeah. be playing more regularly. Because like, I mean, to, to his to his credit, there's no other team in the world that has the kind of squad that Man City does. So right. you're definitely getting your work, your a good training right experience with all those players, but he needs to be playing. It's, it's that simple. I mean, the World Cup's coming up in a year. Right. Like he needs to, he needs to be playing now. Yeah, I agree. He's 26, so uh, time's not on his side right now. If he gets in a solid two, three seasons at an EPL team, yeah, like that. Why well, go back to Germany? I mean, like he, he definitely has experience there. I'm like, there's, there's definite options for him to get what he needs. I, I just think that yeah, the 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 deeper this goes, especially as it's closer to 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 the World Cup next year, he's gonna he's gonna have to start somewhere. Like, hmm. I think he needs to be in the Premier League if he's gonna start for the U.S. Um, and I, I don't know, something about the, the level of players attacking wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where you prove your worth, and I I agree. I think he's definitely a Premier League goalkeeper, but maybe that that Europa League playoff tier team or something. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great. Do do Martinelli, you know who's cause, yeah who's the Arsenal keeper right now? Martinelli, I think. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he could do that. I hate to send anybody to Arsenal, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, we mentioned him before. We had we had to talk about it. Yeah, our main man, Miles Robinson, Elena's finest. Like I said, he he made a strong enough argument to where he should be starting with the main yeah. with the main squad. It's for he lost Walker Zimmerman. I think um, that was against uh, was it Jamaica? Yeah, yeah, and. The guy didn't didn't miss a beat whatsoever, and he kept us in games against Cutter, against Jamaica, and obviously against uh, Mexico as well. Because like Mexico, honestly, they could have it could have gotten ugly real quick. Yeah, close to the sword. And thanks to him, thanks to Sands, and thanks to Turner, it it definitely uh, it definitely kept us in the game. Now, mind you. For a good while, I felt like nobody wanted to score. Nobody wanted to score. Paul or, or Ariola didn't want to score. Ariola, whatever. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> we got, we got, we got, we got to know our body parts about here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like but, my um, guy, like just wow. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I think that um, uh, Miles definitely stepped up in a way that I think that for a lot of us here in Atlanta. We've kind of seen for the last two, three seasons is like, yeah, this is what we told y'all, and I think mm-hmm. that because whether it, whether because of injury or COVID or whatever, it just the opportunity hasn't wasn't there like that to for him to feature like that, and I think that I think this year because I think he also played in the um, January friendly, like yeah, I was like yeah, the time the time is now. And I don't, aside from John Brooks, I think right now he's probably like our A1 center back. Yeah. Like, 
He, that's your partner right here. That's uh, a nice uh, 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 off, off wheat stand up. I was gonna say Miles out here looking like an NBA draft pick right now. But yeah, dude. <laughs> what about uh, Reggie um, He was okay, right? I mean, he was like, hurt, so he, so like he never like he didn't get a chance to really feature into the final because my Hot Springs Shaq Moore. Oh no, he came on. No, he's like he started in the final. Like he like he came, he started at, at the beginning, then he got hurt, and then he came back at the um in the, in the final and started over um Shaq Moore. But Shaq Moore, like. That's a guy that that it kind of fell off the radar, and because like he's been playing in Spain, I think he was playing in the second division, and kind of just fell off for a bit. And he, he I think he definitely made a strong um, argument to be like, yeah, like this is, a, I should be the argument too, because I mind you, right back kind of kind of full right now anyway, because you got, um, you got Cannon, you got Anthony Robinson. You still have DeAndre Yedlin. It, depending on what 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 Moody's in, you could probably still put Dest out on the right. So there's definitely options, but I definitely think that uh, Shaq Moore definitely um, made a argument to where he's he's in that as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the light. Okay, second question. Okay, do we believe in Burt Holton? <sighs> Damn, I mean, you know what? That was a hard side. That was right. a that's like no, my no, side. No, because no. <laughs> no, like, is, I have to see now what he does now that he has, you know, these tournaments has provided him an opportunity to kind of split the, the selection pool into three squads and then for essentially an audition. So I need mm-hmm. to see what he does for the next. Like for the qualifiers, you know, then I'll be like, eh. and then I also want to see how he plays them. So I, mm-hmm. it, it, that's the TBD. So, so for the hats, would we be sending our A team? Yes, yes. Okay. I think that um, I say this much, and I and I think I've said this on past episodes, especially last year during um during the shutdown. He is probably one of the few people who greatly benefited from nobody playing because I think that if you, if you rewind back to where the team was back in 2020, 2019, like going back at at the, at the last gold cup, I, I would have said like back then and I probably did that the way we were looking back then he was on pace to lose his job. And I think that having that time off and being able to kind of look at things from a different perspective mm. and then also having players who continue to develop in that in that time frame as well, it definitely allowed him to save his high. <laughs> save his high. No, no, I, I can't say this. I, I think that everyone was able to grow because sometimes, sometimes you're you're, 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 you're so, so much in the moment that that you don't have a chance to kind of like take a step back and realize, okay, like what's going on. And I think that that time away where nobody was playing, it was like, okay, like, like what am I doing wrong, and how can I address this? 
And I think mm-hmm. that he was able to effectively address that in a way that you saw what happened with the Nations League. You saw what happened with, with the Gold Cup. Like he he essentially developed a plan to where like it wasn't always pretty, it wasn't always sexy, but it's, it's, it ultimately got the job done. Because like all this, like it wasn't like like we we were flying on all cylinders. We we had to grind out pretty much all of our games except for uh, Martinique. And but at, but same token, each time he found a way. And I'm not one of those guys who need to be wild every game. I'm like, hey, did you win? I'm a Raiders fan. Just win, baby. Like, <laughs> That's my mindset. Like, just win. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, like, if, if you're if you fortunate enough, if you if you do win, do get like four or five goals, cool. Like, hey, I love that too. But if it's if it's one nil, did that W still there? Those three yep. points are still there. So I, I, I trip too hard on that. But um, what were your thoughts, on TK? I mean, it's, yeah, I feel that um, we probably could get rid of our alter. <laughs> I mean, but, I look at like 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 this, like especially at this point. If you did get rid of him, who would who would you yeah. who would you, um replace him with? I mean, like you probably it'd probably be harder than. The home team right now trying to find a, find a new coach. Let's, let's do this. That's why mm. you take the words out of my mouth. You know what I'm gonna. Mm. Do. Hold on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I mean, you could you could bring your boy home. He about to be out of a job. You know what? I don't I don't, I don't see Tata losing his job because I feel like even for, for as as shitty as this summer was for Mexico, at the end of the day, it's just about it's about qualification. If if and they if don't he, have in him. And and that's what he's there for. You're you're there for you're there for World Cups, not not for Gold Cups. Yeah. So okay. not for sippy cups. Nope. No, no sippy cups. Got got the big boy cups, both handles. Mm. But there's but there he might not lose his job, but there's definitely like a Oh, oh, oh the pressure's there. There's there's no way since you lost the US twice. Right. You lost US twice. You lost um not to mention uh the Olympic team they lost they lost the semifinals to Brazil so there's Ooh. no there's no uh, gold medal for them and um, so like right now it's, it's probably going to suck right now to, to be to be Mexico like it's yeah. probably like until like probably like October to be like mm. yeah like we look we look at everybody with, with all the side eyes right now and mm. you know there's I think the thing that they have to their credit right now is that. Um, Jimenez might be um, on the way back. I know he's, he's yeah. on back training with um, with Wolves. Um, Cheech is still is still on form, so you, you got that in the back pocket. So it's not the end of the world. I'm on that though, man. Like, Say what? Coming back from injuries, the he's, 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 I don't know if y'all saw the picture of, of uh, Cheech today. Like you know, like he was up in training, like he just in tears. He's like, like this shit is rough. Like he mm. was hurt, and you know. Of course, depending on what, you, what you're dealing with, it's, it's not always easy to come back from injury. But um, I definitely think that as far as for Mexico, there's just there were just enough guys missing from the Gold Cup squad to where if you add those guys back and they're all in form, they'll be all right. But I, I just think, of course, 
everything just stings real hard right now because like we were just beating these guys two years ago. These guys right. this guy's supposed to be below us and things have changed. You know, like yeah. we have we have a deep we have a very yeah, I think we've done enough of them. We have a pretty deep squad now. Like for the first time, this, yeah. and I and I said this back when we when the U.S. failed to um, make the Olympics. I'm like, this is why it wasn't the end of the world because like you had mm-hmm. these guys here that probably would have been on the um, Olympic squad that still got experience, managed to win a tournament, mm-hmm. and and now they're riding their momentum to where. Whenever they do get called up for qualifications or qualifiers, that they'll they'll be ready. It won't it won't be that awkward transition between okay, I I, I get like a January call up and then I don't see shit until April, until like April of the next year. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are probably gonna see, see time like within the next. They'll see time by next spring, easily. Yeah. I, I think that. I think these first couple games in September and October, it'll probably be more Eurocentric. But these guys, they're on the short list. Like I said, yeah. Miles should already be there. Acosta should probably be there. Um, Turner will obviously be there. Um, I said, we'll see about DK. We'll see. Because I think that there's options to where you can afford to sit him. But the, the, the book isn't closed on him at all. No. I mean, is it one of those things where you think you can afford to not take him? There's 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 enough there's enough of attacking ta- talent to where you I don't need a lot of a lot of strikers. But does his if you're gonna play a certain way, maybe not probably the Burhalter's um, you know, point as well, but um, he, he offers a different skill set. He does. He does. Um yeah. I think that if he is if he is sharp, you call him up. If he is not, you you ease back a bit. Like I said, let him get some rest, and hopefully later on in the fall he's good. So right is now, he going back to Orlando? Like, what is he doing? So the uh, the MLS transfer window actually ends on Thursday, not on fifth. So. I, personally, I, I would say that he needs to stay here the rest of the season. So that because if, if for no other reason, then he'll get at least some time off when the, yep. whenever the season ends, and then come January he can get sold off and start fresh with his new team, whether it's Barnsley or whoever. But I, he badly needs some time off to where he can you know recharge his, his batteries and. Hit the ground running to going into the next year, the World Cup year, and everything. Um, but um, of course, we're, we're on the second half of the show, we talk about the home team, and of course, all the moves that they're making. Like the t- Tom's, Tom's ticking because, like I said, there's only mm-hmm. a couple of days left, so whatever mm-hmm. is going to happen needs to happen soon. So, mm-hmm. I think for his case, um, I'm pretty sure that. He probably wants some type of resolution, but at the same time, just keep keep in mind that if he if he gets sold down and he moves to Europe, he's not seeing any any real rest until next May. So mm-hmm. yeah. But um 
Quick Kicks is the quickest 10 minutes in podcasting. Every Friday morning, Dan Creel walks you through all the lower league happenings from the regionals all the way up to NISA. It's the fastest way to get caught up on everything going on in your favorite level of soccer. Quick Kicks, available on the Protagonist podcast feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. I heard y'all had a lot of talk about um, um, this, this, this week, ladies, because uh, while the men had a, had a, had a good weekend... The women did not. Why did I put that picture? We had to do that. Because that was a mean-ass knee slide, first of all. That was a mean knee slide. Like, I mean, she like, hit that penalty, though. Like, yeah. I can't. yeah, she hit that penalty. I, I Nobody was saving that. Um, that was a damn good take. Um, Hold on. While you're wait, on wait, that, wait. Oh, while you're on that note, that. while you're on that note, I had, to, I had to pull up an apology to Alyssa Mayer. Because... <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Apologize. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know... Of course, y'all, y'all, y'all know it's like we're, we're, we're team friends all the way. Yeah. And, and, cause like she's been working in, in WSL. She's been goalkeeper of the year. I'm like, how do you not start her? Every time that I doubt Alyssa Nair, <laughs> she steps up mm-hmm. because before this game here, you, uh, we had the uh, quarterfinal against, against Holland that went to uh, PKs. She was, she was on her head. Like yeah, Nair, Nair was absolutely stop. Out of, stop Miedema is probably the, in the best form in the world right now. Yeah, uh, and I would, and I would like to have some conversations, but yes. <laughs> and of course, you can even go back to the World Cup. It's like she's she she is yeah. big game, she big is. game list. <laughs> yeah, yep, big game list. She really is. The bigger the game, the more I'm like, yeah, she got it. And so against Canada. She got hurt early. She like hypersensitive knee. Yep. And, and, uh, and, uh, and a ball can do you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds terrible. And so our girl, uh, eighty, had uh, one for. And mind you, she didn't play bad or anything. Just to hang. Yeah. That, that 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 PK call was just so weird though. It was. I mean, it's one of those where like, yeah, it's a PK. It's definitely a soft one. And like, I don't know where Tierna Davidson was supposed to put her leg because she right. was already she had already kicked it out. So it was very heads up by. Deanne Rose, who very much saw that her team in no way, shape, or form was going to score in the run of play, wait, and she wait, came wait. on and made it was so. And it was like, like, why are you, why are you just like all of a sudden like you're you're running for the ball, then all of a sudden like you just like just flying to the ground, like like what? Happened? Well, and my biggest issue is there was no way that was going to be a goal scoring right, right, right. So like that's the other thing I think that I'm like it's 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 very soft. I would not have called it. Yeah, but, I mean, but Canadian fans like, would say. Turned about a fair play. So. Well, so, so, so the thing is with that PK, the issue is the VAR called to go check, but it's like they didn't look at what happened before. Because Sierra Davidson was trying to clear the ball and she was literally kicking the ball out of the back of the, uh, off the pitch when Deanna Rose literally came slamming into her. She, Deanna Rose literally fouled. Tierra oh, yeah. Davis. She, she flew into her. She flew into her. And part of it was because when they were passing the ball back, if you paid attention during the game, Tierna was like kind of slow clearing the ball. Mm-hmm. And she took that opportunity to go try to get the ball off of her, but she went slamming into Tierna. And so it's like, okay, refs, did y'all not? Part of why they didn't call it a PK initially is because literally Deanna Rose went slamming into Tierna. Mm-hmm. And when they went back and looked, it's like they only looked at what happened in regards to when you had. Deanna Rose, like, slamming Tierna on the ground. It's like the equivalent of technically James Harden gets fouled, but he always be throwing himself into people. 
to get yeah. the foul call. And so, like, yeah. I wish yeah. people would call it the other way. Having said that, we're both big on Deanna Rose. Like, yeah, she's very good. Um, and it was it was Conca Caffey and heads up. And her team needed something because they had no shots on goal. Like yeah, they, they weren't they weren't going to win that game in the run. Right. And, she and, it, and it actually had no business winning the game. Um, because if you no. watch, if you watch the previous game when Canada played Brazil, the only reason Brazil didn't win is because for whatever reason Brazil has this tendency to go, I ain't gonna put the ball in the net. But they did all the things that it's like the United I'm so, States. I'm, I'm so mad that they lost that shootout. It's like because yeah, Bar- had- Barbara was doing her thing. And then yes. all of a sudden, everyone forgot how to just Make kick, it away, the kick it away from the keeper. Like right, that, right, that, and they were ahead because Sinclair missed hers. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but but see, but even with that, it was like it never should have got the PKs because in that game, yeah. if like the being the B has a tendency to like play around and it's like put the ball in the net. Like if yeah. they would have put the ball in the net, it never should have went to overtime. And I was like, I hope. That Blacko and them are looking at this tape because they literally gave you the game plan. It's same as the shit that it was earlier in the year when they played when the US played Canada. Like go up and down the flanks, and so you start Kristen Press and Lynn Williams that you act like you have now when Williams on your roster, and you burn them up. And so it was crazy that when they started the game because I went back and rewatched. It was like I oh, have you not. not yet. You, you wanted the torture. I, I only watched it. Well, I only, I only watched for ten minutes, and I watched towards the end with that PK. But I got so irritated because it was like, "How do you not see that this team is so tired?" And if you put Kristen Press on the left, put Lynn Williams on the right, like they were literally playing initially. They put Lynn Williams on the left to be- effectively, like, kind of put defense on um, Ashley Lawrence. But mm-hmm. it, the the best way to counter defense is to actually attack. So if you have Kristen Press like running all up and down the side, that side, and you had Lynn Williams just like cooking them up on the other side, they literally play these, most of the people on the team in the NWSL. And they've all, both of them individually for their different teams have caused all these players' problems. In fact, uh, yeah, both of the players, they played with various players on the Canadian team, and they're like, Kristen Press was forever cooking up Desiree Scott. Y'all getting, y'all, like, it's so many players that I'm like, how do you not play Kristen so, together? So I think overall, right? Like I haven't gone back and watched the game, so I'm not there yet. Um, but I think like overall through this tournament, I think the thing that frustrates me most, and this could be about the front line, this could be about the back line, right? Which is yeah, it's, 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 it's still. I mean, here here's my thing, like because I, I, me being me, I I, I got into it on Twitter because. I had I had a legit question. I'm like, where has Alex Morgan been during the tournament? Ooh, okay. Point. Um, what I what I think about Alex Arlie Lloyd that was used way too much every game. Well, and it's the it's the form and his 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 willingness to yank Alex and not necessarily yank Carly right at halftime, right. Um, I mean, the truth is neither one of them is the nine you want. I, I would argue, and I, I've said this maybe on Twitter, um, the game changed while Alice Morgan was pregnant. And so I think she's self-aware enough to know what's coming behind her and that this is probably the last time she's going to start, possibly even make a squad. Um, she's going to have to be good for club now to, to keep her spot. And, 
Up until this year, it ain't really been something uh, that Alice Morgan has done. She's she's played for country, but not club well. Um, but like the way she plays nine, sort of the way we've always played nine, doesn't like the the women's game has changed. Right. Um, you can still be a nine, but it has to be somebody who can play all the positions right, up front. Right. Right. Um, like her teammate, like she's not the best nine on her club team right now. Right. If we're keeping, and I don't, I don't think it's particularly close. Um, and Sydney, and, and to me, right now, today, Sydney Larue is the front runner for MVP. Right. Um, and she's tied for the Golden Boot lead, and that team, wherever she goes, that team follows. Like she is the heartbeat. I think Mar- her and Marta are like the heartbeat of that team. Um, and she just one. I think if say a Sydney Larue is at this. At this tournament, and particularly in this game, particularly against Canada, we're not losing that game because we're not losing at all. She's literally like, we're not losing that game. But you need that kind of player, right? You need the pace, which Morgan still has, right? But you need somebody to be able to run in those spaces, right? Um, and and run to the box, and that's not necessarily what she's doing now. Some of it is she has defensive responsibilities, yeah. And that's part. But if you're gonna do that, though. You've got to have a player that can play both ways, right? She's not a two-way player. Right, right. And so, actually, in this game, they let her – it made me so mad. They let her get the ball. So, she got the ball, and Lynn Williams was actually had dropped back to help defend because, yeah, mm-hmm. midfield in the in the right-back situation is part of this overarching issue with the U.S. Women's National Team. But they let Alex get the ball and try to run up the field, and they purposely let her – they shielded off Lynn so that – they yeah. forced Alex to effectively act like a wing, and she couldn't get right to pass. She's and not so a winger. Then, yeah, so they depossessed the ball. Where if you had Kristen in that position, she would have cooked them all up the field and started to you, win, and then they would have scored. You in trouble if Alice Morgan is bringing the ball up. Like, there's yeah, yeah. no reason Alice Morgan should ever. She's a striker. Like, she she's not good on the ball, right? Right. It was all she could do at, like, 26 to 27 to learn how to do hold-up play and, and get the ball with her back to goal and get it off, right? Like, she added that to her game very late. But, like, at this point, the the game has changed. Like she cannot play outside right. of that one position, and that's not if we're doing what we're supposed to do. That's not going to work. And I think too, just in terms of balance, at no point in this entire tournament has the right side and the left side been balanced. Right. Right. So you have Crystal Dunn on the left, but you have Kelly O'Hara on the right. That's not going to work. You have Lynn Williams on one side, but you have an Alex, or you even have. I mean, you have a Tobin dropping back, right? And she's still coming back from injury. So I think if she's healthy, that's a better move. But, like, I don't – I'm looking at him like I would just put Casey Kruger on one side, Chris is on the other. I would put Chris and Press on one side, Lynn Williams on the other. Like, it's not – I would put Rose Lavelle on one side. Hell, Chris Mewis on the other, Katarina McCarty. Like, you – it's the inability to balance the wings because that's where our advantage is always going to be. Right. Um, and he cla- – and, and teams – I think the other big takeaway, teams came for our midfield. Yeah. Like, every team, if you've talked to Candace, so Breath Peaceman, uh, if you talk to Wegman, no, she couldn't figure out how to beat it. Um, or you talk to the Swedish coach. It's the midfield. It's a particular player, but I ain't trying to get y'all to catch smoke. Um, hey, just <laughs> Lindsay Horan. They specifically targeted Lindsay Horan. Like, and she cracked. Like, she, she, She's been bad at any position you put her in during this tournament, and she's supposed to be the midfielder that can do everything, right? Yeah, and, and the probably, midfield hasn't played particularly well uh, anyway. It's not the biggest issue. So this isn't a new thing. This has happened since the World Cup. Because understand, they won games on penalty kicks by making Rapino. 
they weren't yeah. actually scoring goals because you actually had somebody like Kristen Press on the bench. Well, so, mind you, the women only won one game outright this whole tournament. Yeah, yes, yes, one on PKs. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, part of it you have goals that were called back. Um, but still, it's like who did you put out there? Because um, even if you go back to the Swedish game, that game was a funky game where. Kristen and Carly should have had two goals outright because they literally were in front of the goal, kick the ball in the goal, it goes in. And it probably was one of those days that it was down. But from what we've seen recently, apparently they were apparently overtraining in the heat. So mm-hmm. they arrived to the tournament tired. Yeah. And so U.S. Women's National Team tired versus everybody else's tired is, okay, yeah. so they're now a normal team. That was something that I found very interesting because I – I read this article that came out, I think it was uh, yesterday, Monday, after the loss. And of course, it's, it's, it's always interesting like, like how things come out when when things are down. And, yeah, they go off the and worst. Like, and like, they're like, yeah, everything was tense going into the, the send-off series. You know, like, like clearly the whatever energy that was there Going going to Tokyo was particularly great. I don't know if it's just because Blanco was just stupid and, and just didn't want to bring um, Midge. Of course, what 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 did I tell everybody? What did so, I tell everybody? So the two glaring right. So I will say this: I absolutely have issues with this roster selection. Yes, mm-hmm. there's also enough talent on this roster that we can still want to go medal. They should have still won yes. the gold medal. Without having question. said that, the two biggest glaring omissions are Mitch Person and Andy Sullivan. Yes. Like if you bring Mitch Person and Andy Sullivan, a lot of our problems are solved. And they're young enough where and this would be their first major tournament where they would get up for it, right? Like they would be where rearing to go. Um so because so you have know. a sit you have a natural six in Andy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's a better passer and a better yep. defender at this point, right? Because Julie Ertz is on one leg and she's played 90 minutes. All except one game. Because we literally don't have any other answers at the six, and we don't switch for tactical formations enough to pull her out of that role. Um, he's tried to put either Sam back or Lindsay back at some point to have double sixes, but that ain't Lindsay Horan's ministry. Yeah, she don't. She don't. She she acts like a. Somebody said she acts like a right of the left winger, whatever side she acts like the winger instead of the. She's gonna winger. cheat. She's always gonna cheat. Oh, she's okay. never gonna cheat central. Yeah, so she always, so, and that's a problem. So. When I look back at the New Zealand game, when they actually put in Katarina Macario, Katarina went and filled in the spaces where you had the spacing issues in the midfield. And so that actually ge- helped generate the offense because people, I know people give Kristen Press credit because she is a goal machine. But part of what happened right. is like Katarina was dropping back into the spaces that were vacant in the midfield and holding up the ball, which is another issue where I like play fucking Katarina Macario. And the same thing with Christy Mewis. She actually runs yeah. centrally. She will go get a goal. It's like play hard because she does the things that a midfielder is supposed to do. Be a midfielder. Lindsey Horan. Which which, even, on, which which US was getting roasted because I feel like one was Sam. So Sam. Sam has had not a great tournament, but I would also again argue I would She's play not, Sam centrally because right. Sam runs centrally. And like in the Sweden game, she caught on right. Like she was like, okay, she Sam's strength. She's a direct player. But one of her strengths defensively is she's very good at getting the ball off people. It helps right. to be six foot and, and solid, right? Like, right. and a whole lot of people in women's football built like Sam Mewis, um, yeah. which is wild because she's actually very nice. Like, she wouldn't hurt a fly. But 
Um, like, she needs to be running centrally. That is where she's most dangerous. If you look at what she did at Manchester City. Her, when she was a threat, and she's like LeBron on the fast break. She is coming down the middle. She is a load. She's good enough on the ball. You don't want any of that. People right. are either going to get out of the way right. or try to cover somebody else. And she's good enough of, of a shot where she can crank that from 18. It probably right. is going to be on target. Um, so you, you've got to play her centrally because she's going to cheat centrally anyway. Sam, to me, um, she can be on the wing, but you're also asking her to do a lot of defensive covering. Particularly with Sweden's game plan, which was to attack Crystal, which is right. a sign of respect. She's the best defender we have. She's the best player we have, I would argue. And so they were like, we're not going to worry about Kelly O'Hara. We're going to overload it and take Crystal down out of the game, right, which right. they were able to do. Yeah, because the whole point was to overload the side with Crystal so that she either, in the beginning she was making, she was recovering. But at some right. point she'd make a mistake and they could jump in front of that and then slide behind the back line and try to score. Or cause a set piece because right. Sweden don't have scores like that except one person, and so yeah. it works. But the issue that was also happening was Sam was trying to figure out how to play with Kristen Press mm. when they don't have the chemistry like that, and it's like yeah. you never needed to put her behind Kristen. You need to put her behind Lynn Williams, who she plays with, so right. that they can have that interplay. Um, and so in that so. game, she was struggling to cover to go back to help Crystal because it was like she was trying to think of how to help Kristen, right? And, Lindsay, oh, the other problem was Lindsay Horan was getting plastered by Asalani. And so, because Lindsay was supposed to be the six and was never playing the six, they actually, Asalani actually pushed Lindsay into the spacing of Roosevelt and Tobin Heath and effectively shut Tobin Heath from coming back to drop back to help the right backs and then pushed out Roosevelt and caused mad chaos to where you had full assault on a Crystal Dunn. um, Which caused him to like effectively like shut down. He was on an island. So let me ask you this: because um, given how that game against Canada, and obviously the supposed expectations of the women's team, mm-hmm. where's this black go? Because I think I, unless I they're like, if it was if this was a men's team, and with the expectations that the women have, he'd be gone. Yeah, I think so. It'll be interesting, right? We're in the midst of a pandemic still, yeah. right? And that affected scheduling and the ability to schedule. I I push back against the notion that we haven't played anybody. I think oh, no, people have very short term memories yeah. about that because the last few games were what we could schedule because teams from Europe wouldn't travel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've gone to Europe and played top ten teams. Like that's yeah. not yeah. Um, so that's we- not the issue. But I would think in terms of overall preparation, obviously the pandemic affected them, but it affected everybody, right? So there's some excuse for that, but not not a whole is lot. It, is it really? I feel like the women, more than anybody, of course, mind you, when U.S. soccer says jump, the women say, hey, how long do you want us to play? Because like I feel like they've been able to play probably more than any other women's team mm-hmm. through the pandemic. Well, and it's because their money's tied to it. Right. Right. So, so like, I don't think they can really even use that excuse. Like, if, if, even if they, even if you could try to say that they haven't played anyone, they've at least been playing because, again, there's a lot of teams out here. But, but still, you're talking about Olympic schedule where you're playing back to back to back to back games. And you got to factor in this is his first tournament. 
So he's yeah, actually better than the last coach that played in the first tournament. He's still further along with it. Because the same thing, like with the, the last few Olympics, the women have not been meddling shit. So yeah. it's like they got a chance to medal. So if they get a bronze, it's better than what happened before. Yeah, you're going to have the. And actually, with Jill Ellis, she had a unified team, because that's the other part. She had a unified team that won in spite of her that had better talent than what she was putting out there. And then it blew up her, on her in the next competition. Where in this case, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Well, in this yeah. case, you have the issue where, I mean, let's keep it real. They have not looked like a cohesive unit that's unified mm-hmm. since be- about she believes. Um, and so right. for whatever yeah, happened, the, yeah, for who the whatever, because people are thinking that everything. No, they have not played like a full 11 on the field that is playing for each other since she believes because you got veterans who are being super selfish and trying to stat pad to try to make the team. Then that continued on past when they made the team. You got people who are kind of aware that this is their last rodeo because they know what's coming. Oh, um, you got people. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing because you, you just brought up what I was about to ask. What? So there was an interview that uh, Megan Rapino had, I think, like after, after the game against Canada. And it kind of gave the vibe of where. They might realize that this might be it, but at the same time, they don't want to let this, let this shit go. And I'm like, can anybody just tell them you're done? I, <laughs> so I think if there's any silver lining, one, they can still win bronze, and they were able to exorcise the demon of missing those penalty kicks in 2016 mm-hmm. in that same round, right? Mm-hmm. Against a quality European opponent. Um, but I think losing will expedite Hold some on. of what what I I think we're at the point where your hand's gonna be forced, right? Like either you're gonna change or we're not winning. We're we're we were, yeah, yeah. Like it's so point. you don't have a choice and, and the league and it's in your league, right? It is players coming out of the NWSL. It's not right. oh, we have international players and so da da da. Like no, no, no. outside you of Macario, play- that's not true. Yeah, you literally lost to Canada that was stacked full of NWSL players. Right, that's the other thing, right? The team you lost to is stacked, outside of maybe Fleming and a few others, is also stacked with NWSL players. Right. You, so you, And you drew with the Australia team that played, had a bunch of players that played in the NWSL. And so they all left the, to go to WSL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you played them again, right? So I think it would be a disservice to the league. And I think while U.S. Soccer and the league have sort of separated legally at least, from each other, they still feed each other. And so it's a really bad look to be like, we're not going to take these players who are excelling in the league. Now Now is the time when the rubber hits the road and you're like, how much does league play actually matter? Because well, it's, been, it's been a moving goalpost for a really long time. you got also the issue that they should have won this tournament. They are better team. Literally, how even how it's constructed, we can argue about who should have been on there. Yeah. They had no business losing these games except maybe Sweden. They had no business. They had no yeah. business losing Canada. They had no business losing the Netherlands. They had no business losing any of these teams. They got right. no business losing to Australia in a couple of days. Right. They are literally better. And to get embarrassed, how they got embarrassed, I don't care if yeah. they're tired or whatever. They got like to to look like that. You can't take that back. You can't take that to the World Cup, right? Because at the World Cup, and you play a France, a Spain, or whoever. Right. We didn't even play the best teams. We didn't even play the best teams, and like. We got embarrassed. It would be different if it was a hard-fought yeah. game and we lost to Sweden. 
We right. got embarrassed by Sweden, who had been chirping the whole time. Yep. Like, that's not how we get down, right? And the truth of the matter is, if we send our best players, ain't no way Sweden's beating us. And Sweden knows that. If you ask right. Sweden the person, if we, bu- if we put our best 11 out there, they don't got shit for us. Like, I'm sorry. They're very yeah. good. They're very organized. They play They're together. Yeah, they got, the one, they got the one. They got the one like off week person, but um, in the country they got way more black people. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, I got something to say about a lot of them European countries that be chirping about American racism, but you got a population full of black people and no black people on your team. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, because y'all don't call it racism, it's not racism. All right. Um, but I'm saying that to say the best teams weren't even in this tournament. Like we. We have the deepest talent pool in the world. Right. More girls play soccer in this country than any other. Now we know with access that gets cut off at some point. But even with that, we have generationally good talent coming. Like it is at this point, you don't have a choice. Like I do think these friendlies, we can't call it the the victory tour anymore, the farewell tour. Like I think these friendlies are the end. So I think 2022 January camp at the latest it's going to look real different and quite frankly, a lot real of melanin. A lot, right. of, a lot of melanin. Um, I think Andy and Midge automatically come because they're like, that was that was our bad. <laughs> like, yeah. we got that one wrong. Yeah. Um, I I think it's really hard to say no to Trinity Rodman at this point. Right, you can't yeah. say. Like, they're literally, in the NWSL, they're literally scheming, like the best defense in the league literally scheming and it doesn't for matter. Trinity Rodman to take her out the game and she's still embarrassed. The good sis Sarah Gordon on a what was actually a good who should, pass. Who should also be in camp, by the way. She should she be in camp too. But yeah, it's also to the point where Crystal Dunn needs to be in the midfield. She is your best midfielder, period. She better in, not be a left back next tournament. Sorry. Right, right. Because <laughs> in this in this tournament, Chris uh Crystal Dunn was your best midfielder. And then honestly, it vacillates between Roosevelt and then Tobin Heath as the best midfielders. Did I say Sam or Lindsay? No. So that's a problem. And then you haven't put Katarina or Christy on the pitch at all. Uh, additionally, Kristen Press, is, Kristen Press and Lynn Williams are your two dynamic forwards where right, that you're having to, you have to have them play multiple games. Um, Kristen Press might have a back injury, so that's part of how she's not starting. But it's like, you gotta figure, like, you if you brought Sydney LaRue, if you brought Mitch Purse, when things hit the rails, you know, when Lynn Williams was hurt earlier this tournament, you would have right. had a means to get through. So you right. can't you can't go through this crap. You can't have the issue at right back where Kelly O'Hara has been. And I I think Kelly's gone. Like I what I do think, I think Kelly will just peace out. Like I do think she's one being DC at this point. Like I, I think this is her last rodeo and she keeps getting cooked. And these girls are oh, young sure. and fast and she does Yeah. Yeah, because, because there's too much defensive talent coming. Like, you can't justify it. You can't justify taking Kelly O'Hara when there's Alana Cook, when there's Madison Hammond, when there's Sam Hyatt, when there's Emily Fox, when there's Naomi Germa, when Casey Kruger still exists, when Tierna Davidson has absolutely made herself the standout player of this tournament. Um, You can still drop Julie Ertz back to the back line if you really needed to. Sarah Gordon should probably be back in camp. Um... Like, I can name three more defensive players who might need to get a look. You can't justify, like, if, do you want to win or not? Like, at this point, it's not about people's egos. I, congratulations, thank you for your service, all that fun stuff. We can't lose a World Cup after an Olympics. Like, that's not an option. 
we gotta win one of them. And if Lacko wants to keep his job, yeah, we gotta win the World Cup. Like he he will he will stay through the World Cup because you don't want to change coaches in between cycles. But he's got the World Cup. Yeah, you gotta win. He has to win it in my opinion. So who wins? Who wins on the gold gold medal game? That's uh, Canada and <sighs> on paper Sweden. But they well, both know. lost it. But I don't know. Canada got something going on, and I'm rooting for Canada because yeah. we're rooting for everybody black. And they, and that's a very black team. Um, and I, and even the white, like Jesse Fleming's very good. Um, I'm here for the Ashley Lawrence uh, renaissance or whatever we're calling it. But she's she's become a top 10 defender, in my opinion. I was gonna say I think Canada could win. It's gonna be is the coach gonna get in the way? If she puts the yeah. right attacking talent on the field, they can cook up Sweden they and they score. have the defense they can score on Sweden and they will give Sweden a bunch of problems. Because the Sweden can't handle slants and shifts, which is yeah. wild. They can't handle a bunch of stuff. Like they should have lost to Australia. But the refs came through in CONCACAF Australia. Um, so they didn't so they didn't so they dismissed two of Sam Kerr's goals, and then somebody yeah. got red carded. Uh, which <laughs> may save the U.S. That might protect uh, Ellie Carpenter not playing for Australia is going to save the U.S. Is behind, but you know, uh, they Canada should win. I mean, this is the time to get Christine Sinclair a goal. Um, who Christine Sinclair has been what you need to be like as a veteran. Um, where you defer to the younger people. Deferring got the penalty kick in the net. Uh. It's intelligently because Christine yeah. plays on the same team with AD in the end of yeah. herself, so she knows the tendencies. Um, additionally, it and she's always even in club play. She's like yeah. she's dropped. She don't got to be the star of Portland Thorns. She's just like yeah. let me where I need to be. Let the people go. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So like she's an example of what you need as a, a player um, who's older. U.S. Women's National Team can learn from that shit. Um, because let me keep it real. Let me while we here. Katarina Macario is not. I don't like how she's getting treated by some players. Because <laughs> it's like a vibe I'm seeing. Maybe I'm picking up wrong energies. That is like it's not welcoming because she's the next one and she's potentially taking. And so that's part of the dysfunction you got yeah. going on in the team where there's issues from the the kneeling anti-racism issue, and then we're no longer homies. Right. We're now associates, and you can't work like that. And then you. For them, how long they be around each other, it don't work well. Yeah. Um, and then they're kind of isolated together. They don't have freedom to go out anywhere. So that's a part of this pandemic thing. That's a problem. Um, and then they, yeah. didn't get the, they didn't hire a sports psychologist. So yeah, that's stuff, well. That's a lot of stuff going on that they got internal issues going on on top of pandemic issues and tournament issues and lawsuits and shit. That, that's part of how Black Girl will be saved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I. A, yeah, go ahead. It's, 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 it's almost like. Uh, I might have a little bit, of, little bit of talk, a little bit of part on this week's episode. I might have a little bit of talk, talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it's been a couple of days. Hopefully, my thoughts are. Oh yeah, we're gonna break. Yeah, um, we're gonna break down the game. We're gonna break down this. We're gonna break down this disaster class. I mean, I'll break down some of are, it. Are, but are I, just, I have some long-standing opinions. Though. Are y'all gonna wait until the the Brownsville game, or y'all gonna? We'll that? we'll see what tomorrow looks like. <laughs> tomorrow, we we're supposed to call it tomorrow, but but we could. Yeah, like, we'll see. We, 
we could, but yeah, we'll we'll see what that looks like. I'll know when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, if, if you but yeah, have- I mean, I think there's some pretty obvious um, tweets, and I'm probably gonna catch some smoke because I have. Oh yeah, thoughts. she got some. She got some super thoughts. But I just, it's it's time. Like honestly, the future should start after Thursday. Like yeah, it should start. It should be like, hey Trinity, what's good, boo? You're you're gonna be in camp. I when I say when I say as somebody who saw it right like as somebody who had her on on campus though she didn't get to play in any matches obviously because of COVID um but who knows the other players that played with her um and so who knew what the talent was she's still better than I thought like Mm. she is the best of all of our best players right and also does things like are uniquely her to the point where I'm like people started having conversations about Vivi and Mitama early and I'm like she's probably going to be better yeah right because she's, she's an asshole once she's an asshole had, had like 10 goals and yeah, yeah but I think the difference is I think Trinity's good like her best side is the left side but right. she's good everywhere yeah and, she, and she's aggressive in a way to beat him. And, and she destroy and she dismantles even the best defenses. Like even looking at Miedema scoring on the United States, if you had a functioning right back situation back there, yeah, not score no goals. So or that's even what, if I love Alyssa, but if she gets her hands on a second goal, it's well, not, that, that it never happen. goes to penalties. Yeah, yeah, and we get out the game, we never go to penalties. And so it's like, yeah, Miedema's good, but Trinity Robbins like a whole nother level. Like put her on the national we, team. Is she's like we gonna win? We haven't had anybody like that on our front line. Like, and then if you add that with like a Mitch Purse, who is very often cited as the best one v one player on offense, right? Or, you know, you take the vet. So I would take maybe a Sid and or a Chris. Um, Mallory P's very weird because she's both a veteran and still very young, but she's having a season, right? Like I would bring Mallory P back because if she's in form, that's still the closest thing to me. Um. Yeah, that, I feel like that, that's that's a forgotten name. That's oh, real, she'll be real. back. Oh, she's back. <laughs> she's, oh, she's she'll back. Be back. She's and back. And then I would even look at Sophia Smith. Seems to be rounding into shape. Um, Sierra right. King. I think Simone Charlie is a sneaky good pick. Um, mm-hmm. to look out for because I think her biggest thing is decision making. Yeah. She's got all the tools. Um, I'm trying to think like. But there's no true nines walking through that door. So when I was going back to like, you may not need it. Alice Morgan's self aware. So yeah. like when you talk to these young strikers or you talk to these young forwards and you ask them like who are they emulating? It's a lot of international players. It's Press. It's Heath. It's Larue. It's never Alex Morgan. Yep. It's yes. never Alex Morgan. Like her Trini, name does not come up. Like Trinity Robin straight up says she emulates Kristen Press and Talvin Heath, and you see right. it. And she or, literally. I'm talking about. Completely emulates Kristen Press to the point where it's like, yo, she's doing her whole cutback. The cutback, the cutback. That yeah. took years for her to develop. She's doing that at 18. Like, and, not my bad. Uh, now she's 19. Effort, and pretty effortlessly. And we're like, Sophia Smith is absolutely Sid LaRue. Like, she barked at somebody. I was like, oh, she's yeah. a baby faced person. So, like, you don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, but then um, she's like, bang, she's all, bang, all, all, I is, all I know is that I, I need Sydney. Out there. Yeah, but yeah, you, we need and, and we miss that attitude. Like we miss that like 
just go get the game attitude yeah. right like yeah i'm not, going to get the push, game and you're not pushing me around and like right. we we don't have like a sid or a rod or somebody who's just like we're not doing this like yeah you yeah. need that and talent as well maybe not the most talented but just having talent and then that mindset hey, yeah yeah we're gonna um, get the game. we miss we miss that like i don't there's not a player right now even the most talented ones outside of maybe midge where i'm like that's the person that's gonna be like, we're gonna go get the game now. All right. Yeah. Um, and we miss we miss that kind of that kind of bravado. And um, if so they I think you need that. And if they exist, they're older. Well the current it counts as current team. Yeah. That's there. If they exist, they're too old, so they can no longer do it. So they're not even on the field. Like right. Like, when he uh Megan Rapino, even uh older Carly Boy, they're they're no longer in the shape to go, let's go get the game. If you even forgot it, like Cindy LaRue literally got a ball from the defensive end and right. dropped that crap up the field and scored a goal with her head. Right. Um, right. To end the game. To win and get a save, draw. Save some of this for. Yeah. I'm not going to give it all. So y'all got y'all. Y'all got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still got more. We, we still got more. We still got more. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to. We're um, we got a uh, part two of the show coming up. Uh, so we're actually going to talk about the home, the home team, and their beleaguered coaching search. So, mm. yeah, they can really get Lenny. Hey, made me upset. I thought we were above this Atlanta foolishness. Nope. Yeah. So, appreciate y'all checking check it out. Part one. Yeah, so part two is about to drop in, 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 in a second. So stay tuned. We've got more with Scott Sills. You've got more with TK over here. Uh, so we'll have uh, that. Two up and two down. All that good stuff. So stick with us. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs>